0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, Today we're going to be, the fourth round is in the books and we're going to be talking about, obviously going to be very similar to the first and the second round. And, but we're just going to, we're just going to talk about the fourth round, important match, just same old, same old from the first two rounds, uh, all coming up on today's show. So the first thing that we're going to talk about here on today's show is what I think is important. Now, first thing, most importantly, Roger Federer has pulled out of the French Open. He says, quote, after discussions with my team, I've decided I would need to pull out of the French Open today. After two knee surgeries and over a year of rehabilitation, it's important that I listen to my body and make sure I don't push myself too quickly on my road to recovery. I'm thrilled to have gotten three matches under my belt. There's no greater feeling than being back on the court. See everyone soon. Now, after that, now there's 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 either a side where he said huh, it, it's okay, I'm I'm fine, with it. someone's fine, people are fine with it, and then people are like, people have mixed feelings over it. Now, one side could be you're fine with that. That's great. He's just trying to test his body, get back onto the court, uh, and at a Grand Slam, it's best three out of five sets is one of the best places to do it or you're like he took a spot from one of the young younger players and he didn't even necessarily attempt his fourth round match against Matteo Berrettini. Um now the reason now personally either way I mean I, I don't really have a, a side to this but very recently now I, I used to always like Federer but I'm really just an Nadal fan. Um but I I wanted Federer to win even more and if he's going to he came into this tournament saying I know I'm not going to win it. Um, and if you come in saying, no, I'm not going to win it, then why don't you at least try to play your match? Um, but I hope everything for his health. I mean, he's probably planning, in my opinion, he's probably going to plan to retire at Wimbledon, um, which is why I think he wanted to test this year, either next this year or next year. He's hoping to make a good run at Wimbledon, and he wanted he wants that. To possibly be where he says goodbye, um, but I don't really have necessarily a side on this. But there's just it's just people can be happy with this decision or mad with this decision. Um, but it's just either way, uh, he is pulled out of the French Open. The second thing that we're going to talk about is Serena Williams has is yet t- she she is not able to pull through here. It just seems like it's getting to the point where the younger players are getting the best of Serena. Serena is not as good as she used to be and it's 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 showing out there on the court. Uh Alina Rabakina uh, is playing was playing in her first ever fourth round uh Grand Slam match and at only 21 years of age in just 1 hour and 17 minutes down Serena Williams 6 three, seven, 5 She had 21 winners and four aces converting on 5 of 7 break points. Now, I've seen that uh Rebekina uh, has been is a very very confident tennis player and it seemed to show in this match. Yes, she she calls Serena a legend. Now Serena obviously is a legend, but not as of recently. Uh Serena has been in four Grand Slam finals uh in the past few years. Uh is not able to get the 24th and that hunt will still continue with Rebekina going into her first ever uh, Grand Slam quarter final appearance. The twenty one seed uh will have to play Anastasia Polyuchenkova uh not to mention a very she's been very very hot in this tournament beating Victoria Azarenka and Arena Sabalenka and Sabalenka really has been very very good as of recently so that that's a big big win. And not to mention Polyuchenkova will play Rebakina and they are doubles partners. In this tournament, actually, something something to say. Uh, it's kind of kind of a coincidence, kind of funny, but but you know, um, it, I think that'll be a very very good match. because um, not to mention, uh, Rebecca has a couple of good wins here too. Uh, beating, uh, Serena Williams, obviously, and in my opinion, Habino is a very very good player. Um, not to, uh, but. But they will be playing that match tomorrow in the quarterfinals, uh, first-ever quarterfinals for Bacchina, and gets one of the bigger wins of her career, uh, downing Serena Williams in only two sets. Another match that we're going to talk about is Maria Zachary. Uh, can you call it an upset? I mean, she's number 18, but she she beat Sophia Kennan uh, very, very resoundingly. Uh, it was 6-1, 6-3 for Zachary, and, um, but But my main point for this match is, Kennan went down 2-0, and you could just sense the frustration and almost like a lack of belief that she was going to be able to win. She wasn't playing well off the bat, but then it just didn't seem like she thought she had a chance anymore. And then perfect on the other side, Sakari thought Sakari thought she had a very, very good chance to win, thought she was playing well, and kept getting herself pumped up. Um and and kept herself positive uh focused on the match and continuing to dominate and that's what the turning point was in this match because Kennan obviously had a lack of belief uh wasn't playing her best tennis but uh her her um her emotions were showing that she wasn't playing her best tennis and that definitely can't help um now we already know how competitive um and how confident Sophia Kennan is. But she she uh went down early uh after uh Zachary came out guns blazing um and just couldn't couldn't get it done. She she uh she just wasn't playing her best and she showed that and, and it didn't help her getting frustrated. And Zachary on the other hand was playing very, very high level tennis. Uh Zachary got the best of Kennan today and she'll move into her best ever finish uh, and to be continued at Roland Garros in her career. Um, Very good win for her. Uh, Already had beaten Elise Mertens in the last round and then now beaten Kennan in the fourth round. She has to have a heck of a lot of confidence uh, going into the quarterfinals. Um, Zachary gets the win 6-1, 6-3 over Sofia Kennan. Two sets to none against a very very good young Lorenzo Musetti. Uh, Djokovic, despite a shaky start able to well could you call it getting it done musetti pulls out with an injury at 04 was it a true injury he seemed to not be playing nearly at the level he was in the first two sets after winning them seven six seven six uh but djokovic uh was kind of returning to his old ways uh in the first couple of sets djokovic just couldn't um he was hitting lots of unforced errors um just a shaky start shaky shaky start um but he was six of six on break points in the third and fourth set. Won well, those two sets, six one six zero. Oh, just started cruising on this very young Lorenzo Musetti. Musetti's going to be a great player for years to come. But obviously, I guess with the injury and just in general, I guess in that third set, just the experience, lack of experience, uh, lack of making. I mean, it's he hasn't made it this far in a Grand Slam. He's only 19 years old, um. But Djokovic moves on to the quarterfinals after shaky start, but ends up playing a good match towards the end. Um, he had 24 backhand unforced four stairs, 10 forehand unforced four stairs in those first couple of sets, um. Given Musetti, really, he left the door open for Musetti, and Musetti took that and took the, those two sets. But then it kind of turned around. It was it was like a roller coaster. At the beginning, uh, Djokovic was not playing very well, and then it turned over to Musetti was the one not playing well. Uh, Djokovic ended up playing a pretty good match in the end, but he's going to have to play at an even higher level if he's going to want to beat players and possibly take this Roland Garros crown from Rafael Nadal. Other wins on the women's side include uh, Coco Golf into her first ever quarterfinal at a major at only seventeen years of age beats a very hard hitting, very good Anjoubor six three six one uh beats a uh, defending champion beats Kostyuk, uh, an eighteen year old into her first ever fourth round at any major six three six four. What a great tournament for Kostyuk um, and. Sloan Stevens falls 6260 to Krajchikova. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. Um, um and on the men's side, well, actually, uh, Paul gets a very good win against Victoria Azarenka. Zidansek beats Kersteo 7661. dosa Gilbert gets the upset over von Drusova. Um Podosa, at only 23 years of age made the Uh, played junior French Open and made the quarterfinals there, but now is in the quarterfinals of the regular adult uh, main draw. Um, So great win for her. On the men's side, Rafael Nadal gets it done uh, against Yannick Sinner. I feel like Yannick Sinner is getting to the point where he's getting frustrated with Nadal. Obviously, everyone knows Nadal. Everyone likes Nadal. um, But... Uh, There's been a few tournaments this season, including this one, where Sinner has gotten far into the draw just to run into Nadal on clay courts. And there's just nothing he can do. It's just Nadal on clay. And Nadal beats him 7-5, 6-3, 6-0. Djokovic wins despite a tough test from Lorenzo Musetti, uh, 6-7, 6-7, 6-1, 6-0. And then Musetti pulls out with injury at 4-0 in the fifth uh, Diego Schwartzman, uh, beats Jan Leonard Struff, 7-6, 6-4, 7-5, he's into the quarterfinals without dropping a set, and now, he, before this tournament, had walked in here with a four-match losing streak, couldn't have had too much confidence, obviously, knew that he is as good as he is, and has a chance to get really far, but, uh, with a four-match losing streak, you can't have top-of-the-line confidence, but he, he's probably brimming with confidence now, especially after beating Jan-Leonard Struff in straight sets. Uh, Struff beat a uh, uh, very good young Alcaraz Garfia, and uh, not to mention Rublev in the first round. Uh, Jan-Leonard Struff, already 31 years of age, but I see a very, very good push from him. Uh, this has been a very good tournament for Diego Schwarzman. Um. And other, and obviously Federer pulled out. Um, but uh, Berrettini will now be in the quarterfinals because of that. And Cesfano uh, Cici Paz beats Corinna Busta uh, in straight sets. Uh, I kind of expected that one to be a little bit closer because Corinna Busta has been playing very, very well lately. And Davidovich Fokina beats another player who's been winning already 30 years of age, but has been winning so much more. Uh, he made it to the fourth round of the U.S. Open last in, in 2020 and is now into the quarterfinals at uh, Roland Garros at only 22 years of age, but will have to face a tough test in Alexander Sasha Zverev. Um, but uh, not much else to talk about. Zverev obviously beat Nishikori. Medvedev beats Karin, um, but... For for tennis, that's all there is to talk about, and I'll I'll talk about the quarterfinals, uh, and semifinals and finals for men's and women's, uh, when they come out. <laughs> uh, intro two point We are be co- going to be combining, uh, the first games of the second round of the NBA playoffs along with Roland Garros in this episode. Surprise, but yeah, I I I've, I didn't do. The last couple of games, because I've been focusing on Roland Garros, um, but I'm going to give it back to you guys, because it seems like, based off the plays it's got, you guys enjoy that one, and I'm going to put it in here in this episode. Now, the first game is the Hawks get past the the 76 er despite a late rally, the the uh, Suns down, the Suns, the, the 76ers down by about 20 points uh and down 20 at halftime as well down 116 to 99 with only four minutes left in the game and came back only to lose by four points outscored them the Hawks 41 to 29 after um after in the fourth quarter after uh this Hawks really coming away now big for the 70 part of the 76ers. Comeback. Uh, now. Obviously, one injury, one game injury, does not do anything to a star like Joel Embiid. Comes back uh, and scores thirty-nine points off of twelve of twenty-one shooting, with nine rebounds, uh, two offensive rebounds, and four assists. Um. Uh. The the this is a very very big game for the Hawks now. Personally, this Hawks team seems very seems very very scary. Um. Uh. But just because. Now, you, the Hawks, I expected that first round series, the Knicks and the Hawks, to be one of the best series in this year's playoffs. Um, but the Hawks get them four to one, four to one uh, in only five games. Um, and so that, that wave of confidence, um, beating, beating the Knicks, even in Madison Square Garden, that's a very tough environment, especially in the playoffs. And they had to be louder than ever this year because the Knicks hadn't been in the playoffs in a while, um, but they, they'd even score very, very even scoring, uh, 21 points from John Collins, uh, 35 from Trey Young, obviously he has to have a great game, he's the, the player of this team along with John Collins and everyone else, it's just a very great Atlanta Hawks team, um, and bogdanovich uh twenty one points again i I've said it before towards the end of the back end of the regular season, Bogdanovich has just been very, very good um and he can and he pulls it into the playoffs and they they played uh very, very well. Uh, Now, for the 76ers, they they had some very good scoring. Ben Simmons had 17 points and 10 assists. Tobias Harris with 20. Uh, Joel Embiid, obviously, with the 39, despite the one-game absence. Um, But this will be a very good series, and the 76ers are really going to have to try to get uh, game two in their building because the Hawks have already broken serve once in in Philadelphia. Um, But great first game. Uh, and this is shaping up to be a very, very good second round series. Two teams that dominated their first round series. Uh, well, I guess the Sixers and the Hawks did too. Uh, A lot of a lot of teams in the first round. Really, it didn't really take them very long to win the series. But anyways, uh, the the wait. Oh yeah, the Bucks and the Nets. My bad. Uh, the bucks versus the nets uh the the nets get the win by 8 despite james harden going down after only 1 minute of basketball um uh now it was a very good game but but the, the part of the difference seemed to be the bucks shot 6 of 30 from three point land now yes Giannis still had 34 points for him uh and there was a lot of scoring from there was not a not too much scoring from Chris Milton. He only he only shot six of twenty three. So in my opinion, three point scoring and the shooting uh, just wasn't very good. Like he was zero for five from three. Uh, PJ Tucker was one of four from three. Uh, Giannis actually shot two of five from three. A little surprising. I I'm sorry. I I just don't think Giannis is is the greatest shooter out there. Um, but the 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 Nets took the task, uh, especially Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, uh, had to, knew that they they were gonna have to step in with James Harden hurt, especially against a very very good Bucks team. Um, and and this this is when it's most important. This is the playoffs, not only the first round but the second round. Uh, this for the conference finals and then the NBA finals. Um, but Kyrie Irving had twenty five points. Kevin Durant had twenty nine. Not to mention Joe Harris with. Uh, 19 of his own um and james off the bench uh mike james off the bench had a very very good game uh he's from easton arizona college a junior college it's his first season in the nba and had 12 points off the bench for the nets lat the other night um and but the Nets take Game One in their building, and we'll look to build on that in Game Two. Uh, so then when it goes back to Milwaukee, they got the advantage. But the Nets win one fifteen, one o seven. All right. So uh, the Nuggets and the Suns. Uh, so this is the, this is gonna be the final game that we talk about. I will put out a short podcast about the Jazz and the Clippers. Um, but I don't wanted this to be too late after the. Um, the fourth round, because the quarterfinals, as I'm finishing up this podcast, have started for Roland Garros, so I, I want to be able to get that out to you guys too as well. Um, for so the obviously game one, Phoenix gets it, uh, 105 uh, after trailing a lot of this game, um, but it seemed like the sellout crowd propelled them to this victory. They they finished the game on a thirty four to nine run, or uh, and. That's that's really all there is to say here because the 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 Nuggets almost just fell apart a little bit, and not to mention the Suns held Jokic to only twenty two points. Now you're saying twenty two points? That's that's quite a lot, but if you're able to keep uh a, someone like Nikola Jokic from from playing as well as you know he can, like forty point games, um, and you also held him to three assists. I've said it before. You if I've said it before, uh, he's a very, very good facilitator, even as a center, Um, probably one of the best in the league. That's why he's been an MVP candidate for a while. Uh, But when you hold him to 22-9 three assists, uh, and then the whole team, because not to mention, you got this team, like uh, Michael Porter Jr. especially, this is a very, very good Nuggets team. And you're able to contain uh, players like Nikola Jokic, and to just 22 points uh, off a 10 to 23 shooting, you're doing something right. And the offense was really, really clicking uh, throughout the whole uh, starting lineup for, for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, four of their five starting lineup players had at least 20 points. DeAndre Ayton with 20, Bridges with 23, Chris Paul and Devin Booker with 21 apiece. And not to mention Jay Crowder still had 14 of his own. Um, but th- this, it's a, I think the, the common, the sons are just a very, very good team. I, the, the, if playing like this, the whole series, I see it kind of hard for the nuggets to come back and beat them, especially if you're getting production from players other than just Chris Paul, um, the, uh, and, Devin Booker, even I mean, just when you have players like Devin Booker, Miles Bridges, Chris Paul, um, and everyone else on this team can pitch in. DeAndre Ayton, twenty points, ten rebounds. Um, it's it's going to be very very hard to stop you on the offensive end, especially if you if it's hard for you to get going on the on the defensive end or the on your own offensive end. If you're the Nuggets, uh, obviously, uh, only one hundred and five points and nine points down the stretch. Um, But the Suns grab this one in their home court. We'll play game two at home as well. Uh, Suns get the win, 122-105. Thank you guys so much for listening. Quarterfinals and other NBA uh, playoff podcasts are all coming soon. If there's anything else you want me to talk about, I can do it for you. Just send me a voice message. uh, Go to anchor.fm slash preston30 and you will see a button that says uh send voice message and you can it's exactly how it sounds you click the record button and it comes directly to me i can put it in my podcast if i want to or i can just answer your question if you have one but uh it's it's a good feature i, I kind of like it but if you if you have any questions uh suggestions ideas make my podcast better uh you can just tell let me know of that uh, and i'll consider it put it in there and but anyways that's all for me i'm preston green this is fast break sports and i'll talk to you next time